What's happening, P7 fam? Listen, today we've got an incredible guest with us, Reverend Terry Shock. Listen, this guy is going to have the flamethrower out. I promise. It's going to be awesome. He's talking about serving. The reason that we've got him on this podcast today is he's talking about serving, and that's one of our core values. P7 is all about unlocking faith, unleashing truth, elevating Christ, and serving others. P7 clubs, you got to be serving somehow in some capacity in your school. P7 leaders, you got to be serving somehow in some capacity, not just in the school, but as you're going to hear about in this podcast, in the home, with your family, in your local church, and in your school. So I hope that you are encouraged by this podcast and challenged today. We love you guys. Welcome everybody to our with the fam. We're happy that you are able to, to be here with us tonight um, for another edition of this. This is the third time we have done this. Um, if you would like to, just please in the chat there. I know others are hopping on here. We're, we have an amazing guest speaker, but to just kick us off, just let us know where you're from here in the chat. Just let, let us know which state you're from. Or uh, We see our P7 director there says, Wisconsin right there, brother boy. I see Niagara Falls, that's Canada like me. I see Washington, come on, is there anybody else? Share where you're from, represent your district here. We had an awesome time. I see Missouri section three, I see Washington. I see hello from Tennessee. I see Illinois, Virginia, Maryland. Woo, Maryland DC district. Hello from Atlanta, woo, got some from Atlanta, Wisconsin. That is awesome. Let's keep it going wherever you're from. Just state it down there in the chat. And uh, it is awesome to, to be a part of this Zoom again tonight. If, you, if, you, if you've missed out on the last two Zooms, um, you want to check them out on our YouTube page, on UPC, not our YouTube page, on the UPCI Youth Ministries YouTube page. On the first month, we had Brother Seth Boyd, our director, and he spoke to us and it was so practical and it was so powerful. And uh, last month we had Brother Victor Jackson, and that was that was impactful as well. And this month we are honored to have with us Brother Shock, Brother Terry Shock, with us. I believe it's going to be powerful. We're going to give a few more moments for others to hop on here tonight. Uh, but yeah, just you can just state where you're from, and I encourage everybody here. I encourage everybody here to invite your friends in your youth group. Um, let people know about the this this Zoom call going on. Oh, I see another person in Louisiana. We Welcome you from Louisiana. Awesome to have you on. You can keep those going. Uh, let everybody know where you're where you're from here. Um, just to, again, it's amazing to see how many people are working for the kingdom of God in this hour. It is amazing. I want to encourage you guys quickly here. Share your quick, quick, quick story. Just to encourage some P7 leaders quickly. I, one of my friends, and I talked to Brother Boyd about this, and he was he was amped about when he heard this a few weeks ago. He messaged me about it. Uh, one of my friends who I'd done P7 with about four years ago, uh, sorry, three years ago at the time when I was in high school, uh, he attended our P7 in his freshman year. Um, long story short, um, last week, um, he received the gift of the Holy Ghost on our youth Zoom call. Uh, we had been disconnected for a few years, but his younger brother joined our youth group Zoom call because his younger brother was friends with my younger brother. Joined the Zoom call, 
um, got baptized in Jesus' name a month ago, and then just like last week or a couple of weeks ago, got filled with the Holy Ghost over Zoom. So just to tell you, the seeds you're planting in the ninth, 10th, 11th grade, you have no clue uh, what God can do with this. Just to encourage somebody there to let you know that, that God is doing some amazing things. So keep typing in the chat where you're from, and throughout the call tonight, uh, tag um, P7 Clubs. Uh, in your posts, on your IG stories. Let people know that you're on here tonight and, and some of the quotes we're going to hear tonight from our guest speaker. Um, quote it, retweet it. Let everybody know what's going on with P7 Zoom with the fam. We do this every single month, once a month, only once a month we join on here. And so I believe it's going to be impactful. So tonight, uh, what we're going to do, as we always kind of do, is we're going to hear an amazing message and impactful devotion. And after that, we're going to have some Q&A uh, with our guest speaker tonight. So uh, you can put those questions in the chat. If you've got any questions for Brother Terry Shaw, as time goes on and he begins to speak to us tonight, go ahead and submit your questions. Um, and he's going to be kindly to, to answer them. I, I would highly recommend, this was once said to me before, uh, when you get to meet somebody, you literally get insight into another world. Um, I remember one person had told me that before, and it changed my life forever. And so we had a guest speaker like this tonight. You can ask him questions about anything. So many years of ministry and things that you can carry to your P7 clubs, but not just your P7 clubs. You can use this for the rest of your life. And a question you ask tonight literally can change your perspective on something forever. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to turn it over to our guest speaker, I know others are joining on as time goes on. If you want to, again, tag, you stop what you're doing, tag P7 Clubs uh, on your IG stories right now. Let people know where you're at. Let them know what's going on. But I'm going to pray and then turn it over to our guest speaker. God, thank you so much for this call tonight. Thank you, Lord, for every person that has been able to join on tonight. God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the words we hear tonight would impact our lives, would impact our hearts, and we would not leave the same. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Brother Shock, sir, thank you so much for coming on. The floor is yours. Turn this over to you. Thank you. Thank you. I finally had to find that unmute button. Uh, it is, uh, it's really a privilege to be with all of you uh, young leaders. I'm, I'm always uh, thankful to be able to connect with leaders of all ages. I'll be honest with you, the, uh, the privilege of connecting with young leaders is, is something that I'm very excited about because all of you have many years ahead of you if God tarries. And it's just a, a privilege to get to be with you. I give, I give honor to the leadership. I give honor to uh, Brother Seth and uh, Sister Evelyn and, and little Elsie. And I thank God, uh, I thank God for them and their, and their leadership. I commend you for, uh, for stepping into whatever level of leadership that you already have stepped into to be able to be a P7 leader. Obviously, somebody had to believe in you or had to believe in what you've already done or what you were doing to ask you to lead. Uh, I know that if, if, uh, if I was making the decision to choose a young man or a young woman 
to be over a P7 group in junior high or senior high. I know that um, my mind would go to the ones who are, uh, who was really doing something with their life already or very interested in, in leadership. So, so thank you for, for what you're doing. It is an honor. I was excited a few years ago. I don't even know how many years ago uh, P7 started. So I'm not, I'm not aware of how many years this has been going. Can somebody hold up that many fingers? Of course, you know, I'm looking at some of your pictures. Any of you live people, do you know how many years that uh, when this P7 ministry started? I'm not seeing any signals, so uh, I don't know when it was, but I am, I'm very excited that, that it has happened. Now, to hear that one of your core values, eight, Am I eight, eight years? Okay. All right. I imagine there was other people holding up their fingers, but I'm not seeing you on my screen. So eight years. Um, when I heard that one of your core values was serve others, and then that's what I was asked to, to talk to you about tonight. It's very exciting to me. Uh, I do not claim to be the greatest servant in the world. I don't even claim to be a good one. But um, I have served at times, and I still try to serve. And I try to look at leadership through serving. And I think that there is some some insight that, that we can share, uh, hopefully, that will help you. Now, when you're talking about values, values determine culture. Uh, there are some youth ministries that have strong cultures. It will be because of their values. If, if you do not value each other, then you're going to have a rotten culture, and your youth ministry is not even going to be worth coming to. But if you have, uh, but if you have the right values, if, if, if you value a relationship with God, if you value people, if you value each other, uh, it's going to show if you value worship, if you value hard work, if you, you know, it's what you value. And unfortunately, there are cultures that are created because of the, the uh, wrong values that are, that are focused on. So in P7, one of your core values is serve, is serve others. So wh why don't we break it down to what is serving? What is serving? Now, my definition, this is, this is my own definition. You can make up your own. But my definition of serving is doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done, no matter what needs to be done. Doing what needs to be done when it needs to be done, no matter what needs to be, to be done. And I, I think that, that if we would understand the power of serving, now there are a lot of people, they're just too good to serve. Um, you know, whenever I was a youth pastor, I joke, I joke about it. And uh, I joke about it, how I was a youth pastor back in the 1600s. But when I was a youth pastor, I remember to this day, uh, whenever it was time to carry chairs, tear down tables, all these kinds of things. I remember the, the young people that helped 
And I remember the young people who stood around as if they didn't even know they were in the world or didn't care or would let work go on all around them. I mean, you know, finally we were just having to shove them out of the way with the tables that we were, you know, trying to, to get set up or, or tear or torn down. Um, there is something about being willing to serve. There's, there's a lot that we can say about it. Well then, so you have that on one side, you have, you know, you have people that, that just won't do anything. So, okay, you have that. Well, then you've got those who they want to do it. If the right people standing around seeing that they're doing it. And then you've got some who, you know, they want to, they want to do this much and talk that much about this much that they did. And, and so when we're talking about serving, it's literally all, it's, it's just all over the, the, uh, all over the map. So why don't we go to the source on, on serving and let's talk about this servant leadership business and let's go to the greatest leader ever. And the greatest leader ever is Jesus Christ. Now, I promise you that if you will focus and study the life of Jesus Christ and, and what he did as a leader, as a servant leader, your life will be changed. If you would really focus in now, there, there's a lot said about leadership and I'm, I understand that I'm talking to some junior hires, some senior hires, but it's my belief and it's my hope that there is going to be one, two, five, ten, however many on, on this call tonight that you're going to gain a revelation of, of this servant leadership call and this example of Jesus Christ and your life is going to be changed. Not only is your life going to be changed, there's going to be the lives of many other people that are going to be changed. And so when, when we look at Jesus Christ, there's a lot of things that, that obviously we could talk about when we're talking about Jesus. Um, you think about all the miracles that he did. Uh, you think about his power. But have you ever thought that he served sight to the blind? Have, have you ever thought that he served mobility to the lame? That he, that he served control to the demoniac? That, yes, he served food to, to the hungry? I just believe it was more than, than him just showing power. He, he literally lived to give. Jesus Christ lived to give. That's, that's what he did. And so if, he's, if he is our example, which he is our example, he needs to be our example, then, then let's take a look and study a little bit about his life and his ways. Now, I'm going to do a scripture reference right now that I hope you will write down and that you will memorize it and you will say it every day for the next month until it literally burns in your, in your head. Because now this is a life-changing verse. This verse lived out will absolutely change your life. 
And I'm talking now. It'll start changing your life tonight. It can, it can change your life tomorrow. This is a life-changing verse. And here it is. Matthew 20, 28. Matthew 20, 28. Even as the Son of Man, speaking of Jesus Christ, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and give his life a ransom for many. Jesus Christ did not come for anybody to minister to him. He didn't do it. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't walk into a room uh, wondering who was going to do something for him. He, he walked into a room ready to minister. Now, I can tell you, if, if you can live that, your life is going to be so much better. You're, you're not going to end up with a bunch of the emotional garbage dealing with just, just a bunch of junk in your life. The one reason why people deal with a lot of junk in their life, and you might, I hope you can learn this now as a junior hire and a senior hire, is because people are looking for somebody to do something for them. It's like somebody's got to, you know, they better treat me nice or, or they need to give me this or I deserve this. It's interesting in, uh, in advertising now, uh, in, in advertising, we're starting to see this and we have for the last several years. You deserve, you, you deserve this. You, you deserve that. You deserve uh, to have this. You need this. And no. No, bottom line is, I'll tell you what I deserve. I deserve hell. That's, that's what I deserve. I deserve to be in hell today is what I deserve. It's not about what we think we deserve. We deserve these great. No, no, young people, young leaders. It's not. It's what can we give? If you would walk into your youth ministries not expecting any, anybody to do anything. Yes, we should be nice. Absolutely, we should be nice. But is, is that all it's going to be? Is young people walking in thinking somebody's got to be nice to them? Is that it? Is, is that the level? Are we, going, are, we going, are we going to depend on somebody else to make us feel good? Depend on somebody else to make it happen. Depend on somebody else to make it worth good. No, no, not leaders, not leaders, not followers. Sure, but but not leaders. Jesus Christ, the ultimate servant leader. He said, "I didn't come for somebody to minister to me. That's not why I came." I came to minister, and I'm not talking about ministering on a low level either. I came to give my life a ransom. In other words, the servant leader of all times, the greatest servant leader of all times, just literally said, I'm all in. I'm all in. Every, every bit of me, I'm all in. And I can tell you, if serving can become a way of life, and if we can quit expecting people to do anything for us, 
And if we can quit keeping score on what we've done. So since we've done this, we deserve that. If, if we can quit thinking we deserve something, and if we can consider how Jesus lived as an example of a servant leader. Now, let me share one more story, one more verse here, and, and then we'll, I'll, I'll get practical and, and hopefully uh, something I say will either make you mad or help you. Uh, it, it may make you mad, but even if it starts making you mad, just hang in there until the end of it. Maybe, maybe it'll help. When you consider the popular example of Jesus serving, we find this in John 13, 4 and 5. John 13, 4 and 5. He riseth from supper, laid aside his garments, took a towel, girded himself, and after that he poureth water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel wherewith he was girded. Many of us know this story. Uh, this is referred to as the Last Supper. Um, you can look at these particular happenings in the life of Jesus Christ, and you could literally refer to them as deathbed messages, where, where he's literally on his deathbed moving, moving to the garden, to the cross. And so these powerful messages at the end of his life we really need to give a lot of attention to. So here we go. So he goes in with his disciples, he girds himself, and he washes their feet. There are two important facts here that, that we need as young leaders to get in our head, and that is where he was and who they were. Where he was and who they were. Well, where was he? He was in a private setting. This was a private thing. This was not in the synagogue. This was not on a platform. This was not in a Sunday school class with a crowd. Where, where, where was Jesus? He was in a private setting. Who was he with? The people that were closest to him on this earth. Now, now we gain revelation. Here's the challenge, and you're probably not going to like it, but stay with me here. If we're going to do this, then we're going to start serving at home. At home. The home is the testing place. Please, please understand this, young leaders. Please, please understand this. What you are, you are at home. That's what you are. It's not what you are at youth service. You can, you can fake people out at youth service. It's not what you are at church. That's not, that's not who you are. Apostolics can preach against Halloween and then practice it 365 days a year. And so what we have to do is we have to take off our mask and we have to realize that the home reveals who we really are. If I'm a jerk at home, I'm a jerk. It, it doesn't matter how much I talk in tongues in you service. It doesn't even matter if I give tongues interpretation or a word. 
or a prophecy. It does not matter. If I'm a jerk at home, I am a jerk. I am what I am at home. You are what you are at home. That's who you are. I, uh, I'll never, I was again, youth pastoring back in the 1600s. And I, I walked up to a couple in the church and I started bragging on their daughter. And I was telling them, you know, uh, you know, you know, just how, just how, how great their daughter was. And they were looking at me like I was an alien. And I just kind of stopped. And then, then I got the whole story. What I was seeing in youth ministry was not what they were living with at home. And so when we, when we look at that, I want to give you a few serving challenges, a few serving challenges. It's going to be very practical. Uh, so here's the home serving challenge. Here it is. You ready? Make your bed. Make your bed. Clean your room. I'm talking about serving. I'm, I'm talking about, about serving. Hey, hey, here it is. Iron your own clothes. Your mama shouldn't still be ironing your clothes. Iron your clothes. Clean up your own dishes. Clean up your own dishes. Serve. Serve your father. Serve your mother. Uh, if you're just living with your mother, you're just living with your father, you're living with your guardian. Who Serve. Serve in your own house because what we are is an outflow. What we are out there is an outflow of what we are at home. I know I've said this several times. I've got to hurry because I know time's getting away and we want to do some Q&A. But you've just got to understand that it starts at home. What we are, we are at home. So that's that's the home challenge. And then, and then, hey, uh, some of you now, your parents might faint on this one, but but after after you actually do that, then then um, just look around and see something else that that can be done at home, and just do it without being told. Just do it without being told. If if you have to be told to do everything, then you know you're you're just not going to develop as a good leader because good leaders look for what needs to happen. Good leaders are contributors. And it starts at home. Okay, so how about the school serving challenge? The school serving challenge. Well, you know, I would I would ask you to Ask a faculty member, what can you do to help? What can I do to help? Um, looking around at your fellow students, 
what what can you do to help them? Just it can be small, it it can be it can be big, but but help. What what can I do to help you? Do you realize that if you if you would take that question and live that question, it would change your life. What can I do to help you? How about in your neighborhood? Um, are there any elder elderly people in your neighborhood living by themselves? Uh, are there any fatherless little children? Uh, what what can you do in your neighborhood? What can you do to help somebody to serve? And 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 look look please all these things I'm saying. When you do them, please hear me. Don't take a picture of it and put it on social media. I'm not, I'm not inspiring you to get to go into another photo op. This is not a photo op. Jesus really torched the Pharisees in a major way. He was saying, he was saying, you know, when, when you pl uh, pray, don't blow a trumpet. When you give, don't blow a trumpet. Okay, the trumpet today is social media. In, in the Bible, it was a trumpet with the Pharisees and, and all of them, you know, wanting to do a little and everybody see them. Okay. What I'm talking about doing, if somebody else, if somebody else puts a picture on social media of you doing it, then, then fine. But you know, Proverbs, Proverbs 27, I believe it's 27 and two, um, uh, young leaders, we need baptized in Proverbs 27 and two. Let another praise you and not your own lips. Th this bragging business is totally out of control. And so when we're doing this and whenever I'm saying to do this, do it, but don't put it on social media. Don't, don't turn it in, into that. Okay, let's end with talking about the church challenge. Serving at church. Now, now I know. Uh, serve in ministry, serve. I, I got that. I got all that. But, but I want to talk to you leaders about a, about a physical connection to that church, a physical connection. I'm talking about physical responsibility to your church. Like, is there, um, is there a flower bed outside, maybe a part of it? that you can make sure no weeds grow in it? Um, is, can you go periodically and, and vacuum something at the church? I can promise you this. If you're too good to vacuum the platform, you're not good enough to stand on it. And, and we, we, have to, we have to understand this. Just, just go, go to your church sometime and take a regular broom and just sweep out all the corners along the baseboards. It's probably been a while since that's been done. Uh, just something that, that connects you with that church, a part of that church that, that you, you uh, maybe when service is over, why don't you just be the one that automatically starts walking through the pews four or five, maybe not even the whole church, but just in the area that you're at and pick up the trash, uh, straighten chairs up, just something 
just just do something without being asked, without being made to do. I will I will never be able to express my gratitude for my mother and father. Um, my father passed away whenever I was 19. He was only 42. Great, great man, man of God. But I remember we were always involved at church. Always. I mean, uh, literally, well, I was, I was raised in Fort Smith, Arkansas. Pastor Tim Sullivan is the pastor of the church now. Uh, Brother James Lumpkin Sr. was the pastor whenever I was a, a little boy and a lot of this was going on. But whenever I was uh, seven years old, my dad took me to a hallway in the church and told me, Terry, this is your hallway. Uh, at that point, we were at 1119 Division Street in, uh, in Fort Smith, Arkansas. It was before we moved over to where the church is now. And so I had a hallway that I needed to keep clean, seven years old. Uh, whenever I was much younger than seven, I remember riding on the buffer, on top of the buffer on Sunday afternoon while my dad was buffing the, the, uh, the foyer in between the, the morning service and the evening service. So, so I, I, you know, I was raised, uh, I was raised with chores at the house. Um, you know, uh, I heard somebody talking about allowance one time allowance and, and it, and it hit me, uh, what my allowance was. My rear end was allowed to feel good if I mowed the yard. And, and my rear end was allowed to feel good if I made my bed. My rear end was allowed to feel good if I, so anyway, I, I, was, I was raised by, by parents that understood the importance of, of uh, building, building people with responsibility. And I thank God for that. Well, at seven, it was one hallway. And then as time went on, by the time I was 15, I had every hallway. I mean, I was... By the time I was 15 years old, I could totally prepare the church for service. Um, and that was even stripping and waxing floors and, and everything, everything that had to be done at that church I could do. I had keys to the church when I was probably when I was 14, 14, 15, because of my involvement. Well, it's, um, it really was no surprise that whenever I was called to preach, I was 16 when I was called to preach. And so I told my dad, I said, I feel like God's calling me to preach. And he said, well, don't tell anybody. He said, because if, if God is uh, calling you to preach, he'll tell Brother Lumpkin. And so I didn't tell anybody. And about two weeks later, I was, uh, I was coming out of the women's restroom, not because I was confused at whether or not I was a man or a woman. It, it was because I was uh, cleaning the women's restroom and I had uh, the part of it was tile and part of it was, was carpet. And so I had a commode brush in one hand and a vacuum sweeper in another hand. And I come out of the, uh, the lady's restroom and brother Lumpkin is walking to his office. And so he said, how, you know, he said, Hey Terry, how you doing? And I said, you know, fine. And, and, and so I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of watching him and he's walking to his office because I mean, he was, like a hero to me. Well, he wasn't until the day he died, but so he, he's walking to his office and he stops. And I'm just, I'm just kind of watching him. 
and he turns around and he walks back to me. He said, I feel like praying for you. And I said, you know, okay. And so I just bowed my head literally with one hand on a vacuum sweeper and holding a commode brush in the other hand. And he starts praying and starts speaking in tongues and, and then interprets that I'm going to stand in a pulpit someday and, and minister. Well, you know, God confirmed exactly through the faith of my father, how, how he said that, that, that would happen. And, um, and I've never doubted my calling, but the interesting thing is, is it was confirmed through serving. My calling was confirmed through serving. Now, now other people, it could be confirmed through serving in a Sunday school class. I'm not saying that everybody has to carry. If you think you're called to preach, you need to push around a vacuum sweeper and carry a commode brush until, uh, you know, it gets confirmed or not. I'm, I'm not trying to say it's one way. I'm just saying it was through serving. And let me tell you something else. And leaders, please get this. Please get this. Being connected to the church and serving people connected me with some of the most incredible people that, that helped me, gave me wisdom, spoke into my life at times when I, I needed it so, so desperately. And so serving is very, very important. It's, it was important to Jesus Christ. He came saying, I mean, he, he, he spoke so much about deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me, uh, you know, serve. He lived to give. It's, it's all of these things that we see, and that's exactly what we must do if we're truly going to serve. Don't let anything be beneath you. Uh, you know, I, I don't like to do that, or I don't like to do that. Well, Jesus you know, I read a lot of things about Jesus. He, he couldn't have liked doing all of that. I don't know of a, I don't know of a great leader today who, who can't look back and tell you a list of things they've done. They didn't like it's, it's just get your flesh down where you're, where get, you know, crucify the flesh and let the spirit lead you to a higher life. And it's going to be through serving. You know, it's interesting to me. I don't know if we have any Filipinos on this uh, on this call or not. I, I love the that nation, that nation of islands. I've been able to be there uh, many times. I was preaching one of their conferences not long ago, a few years ago, and uh, and I told them, I said, "You are known to be great people of service." I said, and isn't it interesting that 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 you, that Filipinos can go all over the world? It's like the world is opened to Filipinos. They're all over the world. I don't know what the service industry would be like without them. And it's so interesting to me that 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 a group of people that the world is so open. They're known to be great servants. It opens doors. Serving opens doors. When I was called to preach, 
you know, I was talking to my dad and he gave me some advice that has just stuck with me today. He said, Terry, if you'll deepen, God will broaden. Uh, don't, don't worry. You know, don't worry about who's asking you to preach or who's asking you to do this or do it. You just deepen, you just keep digging. And, and I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that some young leader on this call, I'm hoping some young leader will get a revelation today of, of what this is all about. And it's about serving. And it's like, it's like tonight. It's, it's serving. You can start serving in your home tonight. And that's, and that's where it starts. And I just believe that if we can be people who can understand the power of serving, we all want to talk about David, you know, killing Goliath, but, but he, but he, he got that lion and that bear by himself serving those sheep before he ever killed that, that giant out, out in front. Um, those private pulpits are so important. Don't, don't think about the public ones. You know, one, one problem is, is, is we have people sometimes that end up in a public pulpit and they've never consistently developed private pulpits. And we, and we do this through serving. We do it through serving. Well, I hope I didn't make you too mad. I hope, I hope somebody will gain some revelation and, and, uh, I, hey, hey, before we start doing Q&A, why don't we try to uh, confuse our parents and make them wonder what happened to us? Why don't we start seeing how, how responsible we can be and what we can take care of on our own and how we can help in that house and prove that, that we understand serving and then let God take it from there. Okay. However, we need to go with, with questions or, or whatever, whoever's uh, wants to take the lead here, go ahead. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was amazing. <coughs> profound. Uh, you want to learn how to serve, make your bed. <laughs> that is amazing. So basic, but so true. There's some, there's some general, there's some general that wrote a, a little book that's worth reading. And the title of it, the title of it is make your bed. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, but it's a, it's a great little book. Yeah. Wow. That is, that's impactful. Impactful. Um, we're going to do some Q and a guys. Uh, I already got one privately here. If you've got any other questions for Brother Shock, remember I said at the beginning here, again, we got about like 15, 18 minutes left here on this call. Um, you get to ask questions, insight that could literally not just impact your P7 clubs currently, um, but impact you for the rest of your life. Um, so Brother Shock here, I, I got a question here, and then I'm going to ask the one I got privately, but if there's anybody else you just can submit your questions, that'd be great. Uh, how do you manage uh, false humility in serving? False humility. Wow, that's a good question. Um, I think, I think if you, 
I think if you can continually work on yourself, um, just, just don't talk about what you've done. Don't, uh, don't, don't share what you've done. If, 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 if someone, you know, thanks you, you know, say, you know, just say, Oh, you know, thanks. Don't, you know, or you're welcome or just, just, just play it, play it down, but you, you're going to have to work. You're going to have to work on it in within you, within you. And, and when, and when that feeling comes that kind of puffs you up, which it will, we're human. Okay. We're human. Just be, be careful to just, to just stop it and work on getting it down. See what we do is this, what we do, we do as unto God period. And it's, we just don't need to be referring to what we've done. I don't know if that's even a good answer. That's a great question, but I really sound like a pretty sorry answer, but, but we, but we've re we've really got to make sure that people who are people who, with false humility, it's like, it's like they're trying to bring up the topic of what they've done. Is that making sense? In in one way or another. And and when somebody does something, we should thank them. And we should thank them. But and it's okay to say, you know, you're welcome and and then go on. Don't don't camp out on it. And for heaven's sake, don't social media. It. That's just sick. Brother Shaw, this is amazing. I, I hope somebody's writing these down. I think, you know, we have a plague of the social media generation where everybody needs to know everything. Um, I mean, that is that, that was the powerful quote there. You said that the trumpets of our days are Instagram and our Facebooks and our so that was good. That was so good. It's, it's just it's so it's so pitiful. I can tell you this, and and you know, wow, here we go. And if you know, if somebody wants to rebuke me, that they can rebuke me. But man, when people are continually posting pictures of themselves, just them. I'm not saying don't ever post a, a you know a, something with with a picture of you in it. I'm not saying that at all. But but some of these, of course, I don't look at a lot of it because it's just all made me so sick that I'm pulling away from a lot of it. But 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 I would but I would look and and you got these people who it's it's just like a photo gallery of themselves. It, it where where is where is that with with Christian? Where is that with with Jesus Christ? Where? I don't, I don't get, I just, I don't get it. I, you know, I don't get it. It, it just looks like a bunch of self-promotion to me and it's sick to me, but I just think we have to be very careful of it. If somebody else, if somebody else puts it out there, Hey, fine. And, and when other people do good things, I think we should thank them. And definitely I'm for that, but this self-promotion is out of control.
that uh, the scripture of being lovers of self comes to mind. And it's, it's crazy. Uh, here, here's a script. Uh, here's a question that came in here. What's the best way to keep a pure heart and mind in this generation? And, and the, the, the previous question of that is kind of intertwined with that. So again, just keeping a pure heart while serving in this generation, you know, you, you have your social media, self-love, all this stuff. And not that there's anything wrong with love in ourselves, but you, I think you understand what I mean. The narcissism, how do, we, how do we make sure we keep a pure heart? The, over, the overriding filter, the, the overriding filter of our life needs to be, does this please the king? Does this expand the kingdom? Does this please the king? Does this expand the kingdom? Uh, there's going to be no way. The battle for the flesh is so hard. The battle against the flesh is so hard that if we're not in the word and praying every day, not, not just in the morning, but then tagging back in throughout the day, every time we're tempted, you know, and, and temptation, I hate to tell you guys this, but temptation is not going to go away when you get out of your teens. Uh, it, it's, it's called as long as we're in the flesh, there's going to be temptation to want to be a big deal. There's going to be temptation for, for you to want people to see what you've done. Um, th there's going to be these. And so unless we are focused on our relationship with Jesus Christ and pleasing him and would he like it and let the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable, uh, you know, un, unto him, unless we're going after casting down imaginations, unless we're putting on the armor of God, that helmet that protects us, that breast, all these things, we're not going to be able to. We're not going to be able to have a pure heart. We're not going to be able to have pure motives. It's going to be about us because we're living in a world that it's that push they that pushes the flesh. That's good. That's good. Um, here's another question that came in. This is a very good question, a real question. So thanks to the one who asked it. How do you maintain the same attitude at home in church? They're two different environments, and we tend to act differently at different places. Well, I, you know, okay, at at home, you know, obviously, you know, I, you know, obviously, I am not, I am not saying, you know, uh, Sister Melanie, Sister Kendra, and Brother Braden at, at home. Uh, you know, it's it's two. It may be two different places. But if you have a pure heart, if, if you're being in, okay, okay, very good, very good. So, so we can hold signs saying you look good today and welcome to church, right? Which is fine. I'm not against signs. I, I think it's all good. Well, how welcoming are we at home? You know, I mean, so we can we can smile at at church. Can we smile at home? We we have to have a relationship with God that we are who we are, wherever we are, 
wherever we are. Now, I know that at home, uh, you know, you're going to let your hair down more and, and you, you're, you know, you're not going to be as guarded and all that. I understand that that's, that's just, that's part of home life, but, but it's this duplicity where we're just two totally different people at home and church. We, we should live in a manner that we are not a stranger to our family at church. Is that, is that making sense? That's so good. That's so good. See, it's, it's fruit, it's fruit and it's fruit of the spirit. It's of the spirit of the spirit. You have fruit of the spirit. And then we have gifts of the spirit. Gifts can be given. This is the reason why young people can talk in tongues at church and maybe give words. And then they're just horrible at home. Fruit takes time. Fruit is a, a gift can be given immediately. A gift can be given, but fruit takes time. And I, and we challenge when Melanie and I teach um, married couples, we challenge them. And I, and so I'll give all of you leaders, I'll give you this same challenge. Go to the fruit of the spirit, take each one of them and rate yourself on a scale of one to 10 on how you are at home. At home, rate, rate yourself and, and close this gap. That's good. Um, let's do a few more questions here in the shop. One is, uh, what are some ways that youth groups uh, could get involved in serving their community, um, the people around them? What are some, you got some ideas that you could share with us tonight that youth groups can get to impact the community around them? Well, I, I think you could, you could start with Matthew 25. And Matthew 25, there's really three parts to Matthew 25. You've got, uh, you know, it's, it starts off, uh, starts off with the virgins, uh, then it goes to the talents, and then it goes to the difference in sheep and goats. So that last segment of Matthew 25, clothes, food, um, uh, visiting, of course, you know, in this COVID day, I'm, uh, hopefully a lot of this is going to get lifted. But, but my goodness, do you know what youth groups could do for nursing homes? Do, I mean, if, if the young people took an interest in the elders, not just in nursing homes, but in your own church, but, but you didn't ask that question. We're talking about away, away from church. Um, nursing homes, food banks, taking, taking groups and, and working the local food banks, helping sort canned, you know, canned food. Um, just any, take that Matthew 25 and, and get after serving in those, in those areas. All right, for the shock, I got just a couple more questions to wrap up tonight. Okay. Um, I love asking every speaker this question. What is the most painful thing about ministry? What is the most painful thing, would you say, about ministry? Oh, my goodness. Uh, there's a lot of pain that can come with ministry. There's no doubt. 
that's that's the reason why it's so it's so important you've got to be focused and it's got to be for god and not people um uh, people will disappoint you because we're 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 fallen people we're fallen man we're flesh um i would i would say betrayal uh you know uh being being betrayed by people um uh, getting uh you know getting a knife in your back of of people that you you know really you know cared for and 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 tried to invest in and thought you had a good relationship with to only find out that it wasn't a good relationship um these these things these things are just a part of it no one escapes it and I think that, that that's one thing I would like for the leaders on this call tonight to realize. Um, you're not, you're not going to escape it. So you can start planning now how you're going to handle it. You're going to be disappointed. Um, it's going to happen because we're, we are flesh. We have disappointed people and people will disappoint us. And this, the last question, the second question, is if you had one advice that you could give to this generation, P7 missionaries, for those on who will watch on maybe later on the YouTube channel and UPCI Youth Ministries, what would be that one advice you could give? You could kind of impart to us some insights you've gained over your, your years of experience in the kingdom of God. Consistently teach Bible studies. What you're on to. That this is the reason why I was so excited about getting asked to be on this. This is P7. This is this is Bible clubs. These, you know, I, I'm speaking to people that uh, to young leaders that you're already on the right track if you'll stay on the right track. Because here's here's what's so important, and and I did not do this biggest one of the biggest regrets i have in my ministry uh through the years now several decades of ministry one of the biggest regrets is i and it was it was my fault i don't lay this blame on anyone else but i got so busy with church work and i did not consistently teach bible studies wow. when you when you consistently teach bible studies you have a heart for the lost, you're reaching for people, you're gaining wisdom, you're praying for these people, and you know the questions people are asking. And, and every, every week that you consistently teach a Bible study, you're getting a little sharper and a little sharper and a little more equipped. And you continue to do that over the years. I can tell you there is a marked difference in people when they speak, when they have been consistently teaching Bible studies in people's homes or at coffee shops or, or school, whatever, there's an edge that you have, there's an anointing that you have, there's insight that you have, there's wisdom that you have that just doesn't come any other way. Wow. That is so good. That is so good. What an amazing amazing zoom p7 zoom with the fam we had tonight with brother shock here brother shock could you just 
pray over every student to, to close this out tonight. Guys, we'll be back next month. Tune in. Listen, we got some exciting things coming up. Check out the page on a daily basis. Always amazing testimonies. And we got amazing things that God is doing. And Brother Shaw, could you just pray over every P7 leader who's going to hear this tonight and those that will watch later and just speak a word over us to wrap this call. Thank you. I'd sir. be happy to. Father, we come to you right now thanking you for this time together. And I thank you for all the decisions that was made by every one of these leaders that positioned them to be on a call like this tonight. You see them. You see their interest in your word, and you see their interest not just in your word, but in sharing your word. I pray you'll give them revelation. I pray when they're studying that, that your word will come alive. It is quick. It is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It does pierce the, the deepest parts of us. The answers that you will give them will empower them. I'm believing for great revelation. I'm believing that they are going to step forward and serve in a manner that's going to open even more doors and, and taking their serving attitude and their knowledge of the word, uh, they will be a force that will not be able to be stopped. I pray. I pray for the leaders of P7. I pray you'll give them the wisdom that, that they need. And any, any leader that's listening tonight that's going through uh, tough situations, could be spiritual, emotional, could be physical, whatever it is, I am praying that you will speak to their heart. Let them feel your spirit and let them know they're not in this by themselves, but you're with us. Now let it be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on this P7 podcast today. We hope that you feel inspired to unlock your faith, unleash truth, elevate Christ, and serve others in your home, in your church, in your community, in your school. Uh, if you want more information about Project 7 Bible Clubs, uh, visit p7clubs.com, and we've got incredible resources ready for you right there. 